This article will be studied during the week of February 25th through March 3rd. Young ones, you can have a satisfying life. Theme text. You make known to me the path of life. Psalm 16:11. Songs 133 and 89. How can Psalm 16 help you to make Jehovah your portion? Choose good friends and set worthwhile goals. Cultivate a love for what is good and a hatred for what is bad. Paragraphs one and two. Question: What kind of change is possible, as illustrated by the experience of a high school student? A student named Tony was on his way to becoming a high school dropout. A fatherless boy, he had little interest in school. And would spend his weekends at the movies or with friends. He was not violent, and he was not a drug addict. He simply had no purpose in life, and he had doubts about God's existence. Then he met a witness couple and talked with them about his doubts and questions. They gave him two brochures: "The Origin of Life: Five Questions Worth Asking," and "Was Life Created?" When the couple returned. Tony had a changed attitude. He had studied the brochures so much so that they were dog-eared and creased. There has to be a God, he said. He accepted a Bible study, and gradually his outlook on life changed. He also went from being a poor student to being one of the best in his school. Even the principal, who was aware of Tony's newfound faith, was amazed. You have made major improvements in your attitude and your grades," he said. "Is that because of your association with Jehovah's Witnesses?" Tony said yes, and then gave a fine witness. He successfully completed high school and today serves as a regular pioneer and a ministerial servant. He is also happy that he now has a wonderful father, Jehovah. Obey Jehovah, and you will succeed. Paragraph three. Question: What course does Jehovah recommend for young ones? Tony's experience reminds us of Jehovah's deep interest in you, young ones among us. He wants you to enjoy a truly successful and satisfying life. Hence, he advises you: Remember your grand Creator in the days of your youth. Ecclesiastes twelve one. In today's world, that is not always easy. However, it is by no means impossible. With God's help, you can succeed not just in your youth, but throughout your life. To illustrate, consider a lesson we can learn from the Israelites' conquest of the Promised Land and from David's encounter with Goliath. Paragraphs four and five. Question: What valuable lesson can we learn from the Israelites' conquest of Canaan and from David's encounter with Goliath? When the Israelites neared the Promised Land, God did not command them to sharpen their fighting skills or train for war. Rather, He told them that they needed to obey His commandments and trust in Him. From a human viewpoint, that advice would make no sense, but it was the very best advice, for Jehovah gave His people victory after victory over the Canaanites. Yes, obedience to God calls for faith, but that faith. Always leads to success. This truth does not change with the passing of time. 
it is just as valid today. A mighty warrior, Goliath was some nine and a half feet or 2.9 meters tall and well armed. David, however, had two things a sling and faith in his God Jehovah. To those lacking faith, David surely seemed foolish. But how wrong they were! Goliath was the foolish one. Paragraph 6 Question What will we now consider in further detail? The preceding article considered four things that contribute to our happiness and success in life. These were satisfying our spiritual need, appreciating our God-given friends, setting worthwhile goals, and cherishing our freedom as God's people. Let us now explore these topics further, this time considering some principles found in Psalm 16. Satisfy Your Spiritual Need Paragraph 7. Question A. How would you describe a spiritual person? Question B. What was David's portion, and how did this affect him? A spiritual person has faith in God and has God's mind on matters. He looks to God for guidance and is determined to obey Him. David is a good example. He sang, Jehovah is my portion, my allotted share and my cup. Psalm 16, 5. That portion included David's approved relationship with God in whom he took refuge. The result? My whole being is joyful, he wrote. Yes, nothing gave David more joy than intimacy with God. Psalm 16, 9 reads, So my heart rejoices, my whole being is joyful, and I reside in security. Verse 11 reads, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence is abundant joy. There is happiness at your right hand forever. Paragraph 8. Question. What are some factors that contribute to a truly satisfying life? The joy that David experienced does not come to those who center their lives on pleasures and riches. True satisfaction says a brother in Canada, comes not from what we can get out of life, but from what we give to the giver of every good gift, Jehovah God. Yes, developing faith in Jehovah and serving Him will give your life meaning and provide you with satisfaction. How can you grow in faith? You must spend time with Him, as it were, by reading His Word, observing His creation, and thinking about His qualities including his love for you. Paragraph 9. Question. How can you allow God's word to mold you as it did David? God's love for us is sometimes expressed through fatherly correction. David welcomes such kindly counsel. He said, I will praise Jehovah, who has given me advice. Even during the night, my innermost thoughts correct me. Psalm 16, 7. Yes, he meditated on God's thoughts, making them his own and allowing them to mold him. When you in faith do the same, you too will grow in love for God and in your desire to obey him. You will also gain spiritual maturity and depth. A sister named Kristen said, When I do research and meditate on what I read, 
I get the feeling that Jehovah had this penned just for me. Paragraph 10. Question. As noted at Isaiah 26.3, a spiritual outlook on life has what advantages? It is no exaggeration to say that a spiritual outlook on life also gives you exceptional knowledge and insight by enabling you to see the world and its future through God's eyes. Why does God give you such knowledge and insight? He wants you to set sound priorities in your life, to make wise decisions, and to look forward to the future with confidence. Isaiah 26.3 reads, You will safeguard those who fully lean on you. You will give them continuous peace, because it is in you that they trust. A brother named Joshua who lives in the United States observes, Staying close to Jehovah keeps everything in the proper perspective. How true and what satisfaction that brings. Make True Friends Paragraph 11 Question How did David reveal the key to making true friends? Psalm 16.3 reads, And the holy ones in the earth, the majestic ones, bring me great delight. David knew the secret to finding true friends. He found great delight in the company of those who loved Jehovah. Described as holy ones, they were morally clean, upright. Another psalmist felt the same way about his choice of friends. He wrote, I am a friend of all who fear you and of those who keep your orders. Psalm 119.63 As we saw in the preceding article, you too can find many good friends among those who fear and obey Jehovah. That includes, of course, those of various ages. Paragraph 12. Question. What was the basis for the friendship between David and Jonathan? The psalmist David did not limit his circle of friends to just his peers. Can you recall the name of a majestic one who became his dear friend? His name was Jonathan. In fact, their friendship was one of the most beautiful recorded in the scriptures. Did you know, however, that Jonathan was about 30 years older than David? What then was the basis for their friendship? Faith in God, mutual respect, and seeing each other's courage as they fought God's enemies. Paragraph 13. Question. How can you broaden your circle of friends? Give an example. Like David and Jonathan, we too find great delight in loving those who love Jehovah and who show their faith in Him. Kira, who has served God for years, says, I've made friends with people from around the world, people of many different backgrounds and cultures. When you broaden out in this way, you will see clear evidence of the uniting power of God's Word and Spirit. Pursue Worthwhile Goals Paragraph 14, Question A. What can help you to set worthwhile goals in life? Question B. How have some young ones felt about setting spiritual goals? Psalm 16.8 reads, I keep Jehovah before me constantly. Because he is at my right hand, I will never be shaken. David's life was focused on serving God. You too will enjoy a truly satisfying life 
if you keep service to Jehovah to the fore and set goals with him in mind. A brother named Stephen said, Working toward a goal, accomplishing it, and then looking back on the improvements I have made brings me satisfaction. A young brother from Germany who now serves in another land stated, When I'm old, I don't want to look back on my life and see that everything I did was just about me. We hope that you feel the same way. If you do, use your gifts to honor God and to do things for others. Set spiritual goals for yourself and ask Jehovah in prayer to help you to reach them. He delights to answer such prayers. Paragraph 15. Question. What goals might you set for yourself? What goals might you set? They could include giving comments in your own words at Christian meetings, sharing in pioneer service, or going to Bethel. You might try to learn another language with a view to serving in a foreign language field. Barak, a young full-time servant, says, Waking up every day knowing that I'm giving all my strength to Jehovah is a feeling that no other activity can produce. The following is supplementary information. Some practical goals. Getting more out of my Bible reading. Becoming more conversational in the ministry. Reaching dedication and baptism. Becoming a ministerial servant. Improving as a teacher. Starting a Bible study. Serving as an auxiliary or a regular pioneer. Serving at Bethel. Learning another language. Serving where the need is greater. Helping with Kingdom Hall construction or disaster relief. Returning to the article. Cherish your God-given freedom. Paragraph 16, Question. How did David feel about Jehovah's righteous standards and why? Psalm 16.2 reads, I have said to Jehovah, You are Jehovah, my source of goodness. Verse 4 reads, Those who pursue other gods multiply their sorrows. I will never pour out their drink offerings of blood nor will my lips mention their names. As we saw in the preceding article, God's righteous laws and principles liberate us by helping us to cultivate love for what is good and hatred for what is bad. The psalmist David recognized Jehovah as his source of goodness. Goodness is moral excellence or virtue. David worked hard to imitate his God, to make God's goodness his own. David also cultivated a hatred for what is bad in God's eyes. That includes idolatry, a practice that debases humans and robs Jehovah of the glory owed to him. Paragraphs 17 and 18. Question A. What did David observe about the consequences of false worship? Question B. What causes people today to multiply their sorrows? In Bible times, false worship often included gross sexual immorality. To be sure, that form of worship appealed to the sinful flesh, but it did not bring lasting happiness. To the contrary, those who pursued other gods multiplied their sorrows, said David. They also brought untold suffering to countless children. Jehovah detested such cruelty. 
Had you lived in those times, you would no doubt have been very thankful if your parents had faith in Jehovah and obeyed Him. Today, too, false worship often condones sexual immorality, even homosexuality. But the end results of reveling in so-called moral freedom have not really changed since Bible times. People multiply their sorrows, as you may have observed. So, young ones, listen to your Heavenly Father. Be fully convinced that obedience to Him is in your best interests. Impress on your heart that the harm caused by wrongdoing far outweighs any temporary pleasure. Joshua, quoted earlier, said, We can use our freedom any way we want, but misusing it isn't satisfying. Paragraphs 19 and 20 Question What blessings await young ones who have faith in Jehovah and obey Him? Jesus said to His followers, If you remain in My word, you are really My disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. John 8, 31 and 32 That freedom includes freedom from false religion, ignorance, and superstition. And it involves more. As we have seen, it will ultimately include the glorious freedom of the children of God. Romans 8, 21 Taste that freedom even now by remaining in Christ's word or teachings. In this way, you will come to know the truth not just by learning about it, but also by living it. Young ones, cherish the freedom God has given you. Use that freedom wisely and thereby lay a fine foundation for the future. One young brother said, Using freedom wisely as a young person really helps when later you are faced with bigger decisions, such as finding a suitable job or choosing whether to marry or to remain single for a time. Paragraph 21. Question. How can you remain on the path to the real life? In this old system, even a so-called good life is at best uncertain and short. We do not know what tomorrow will bring. The wise course, then, is to stay on the path that leads to the real life, everlasting life. 1 Timothy 6.19 Of course, God does not force us to walk that path. The choice is ours. Make Jehovah your portion. Cherish the many good things He has given you. And have faith that He can give you abundant joy and happiness forever. Psalm 16.11 End of article